When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around very often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 129 of the Big Show of some Enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another crazy Wednesday? Got a very special guest for you guys today. Cam Jansons. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was kind of on short notice. I'd like to have Cam on again to do a, a longer full length interview. You know, we do it around here. But, uh, in the meantime, though, I, we threw some names out and talked some fights and, uh, his, uh, I like to do it with his five toughest opponents and, uh, 
Yeah, it was just a fun talk. Uh, Cam's a good guy, and uh, you know, you basically just have to hit the microphone, and hit record, and let him go. And uh, he he does the work for you. So I mean, you know, the Cam and Strick show. I mean, he's used to talking all the time on the radio and stuff. So uh, it was. Uh, I very much. I want to thank Cam again for on short notice for coming on. It was great, and uh, yeah, hopefully we in the in the near future here we can do a, a do a full length interview. But uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um. Yeah, it's it, uh, crazy times. Uh, still hot and sweaty, and if you can hear fans going, I you know that's too bad because you're going to hear them because it it is hot, hot, hot here in Saskatchewan. But oh, it's, I think it's hot everywhere. I think we're living on the sun now. But uh, I'm not going to talk too long today because, like I said, it is hot. I worked, and uh, the holidays are quickly over. Hopefully, I'm looking to hopefully I can take some more, but uh, uh, in the near future here. But uh, I, around here, if for the new listeners, welcome. Thank you. Um, I do two episodes a week. Uh, Wednesday is interview day, and then uh, Sunday is what we call shit show sun- Sunday. And uh, that's basically when I rant about the goings-on and whatever happens to come across my mind and uh, maybe an old article or two. And, uh, yeah, just a general we'll see what happens and hit record kind of, uh, kind of thing. But... Uh, this past Sunday, I talked about, of course, the the Reeves and Gabriel moves, as well as uh, on Twitter, I had a Bob Probert Invitational Tournament where you vote, and uh, I did the recap of that, and uh, a little segment I like to call Myth versus Reality, um, which I think might become a regular uh, staple in the rotation on Sundays. But uh, please, also, if you if you'd like, if you could go back and check out my back catalog. Steve McIntyre, John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, uh, Chris Graff, Josh Mazer, Colt King, Zach Fitzgerald, on and on. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of great interviews there. I think you guys would really, uh, if you went back and checked them out, I think you'd really dig them. But uh, for those that are on social media, if you want to follow me on social media, it's Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. F O U R blah 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 on Facebook. I couldn't use the number, so you have to type it out. But uh, as well as on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over twenty five hundred fights on there, um, from junior to pro. In fact, with Cam Jans, if you want to go on it, check out. Uh, I have some Cam Jans from his fights from his days in the with the Windsor Spitfires that we talk about on here. Um, definitely check it out. You'll go down that rabbit hole, and uh, like I said, with twenty five hundred fights, there's uh, there's it's never ending really, but. Uh, like I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. So all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. So definitely check that out. And, you know, they're all talking about free agent signings and draftees and what have you and what's going to happen for camp and who they lost to Seattle and everything else. So uh, check out whatever whatever team you're a fan of. Um, also, for my off-network friends, of course, Jolton Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Get rid of Lazito! Is uh, an Islander Enforcer-based podcast. And uh, this w- this week's episode, uh, he has a guest, uh, Darcy Harris. Um, there, now, there's a du- go on YouTube, check out that cat. Um, Darcy uh, did not have a didn't play for very long. Uh, played the Ameri- played the, oh, he's an OHL guy and then played in the American Hockey League uh, with Fredericton and stuff. And uh, um, I don't know his entire story, uh, but he, he retired and he's a school teacher now. So, um, but uh, a soft spoken dude and stuff. But I mean, not a very big guy. But if you go back and watch the video, the guy had thunder in his fists and uh, 
definitely a tough dude, and um, I have not had a chance to listen to the interview yet. It is downloaded. I have it for my truck for tomorrow. But uh, Joe has a great back catalog. Mick Fakoda, Eric Bolton, Aaron Asham, Jason Strudwig, on and on. Um, and and like I said, and Joe, um, the godfather of voguing, as he's known. Um, what is it? What island is it, Joe? Long Island. Okay, right, right, right. You know, uh, forgive us Western Canadians. I haven't been out to the New York, New York. The city's so nice, they named it twice. Uh, but, uh, no, Joe's a long, Joe is a Long Island boy, and, uh, Type in Joe Lazito on Google. I'll just leave it at that. Read that story. But um, Joe is a great dude, and uh, his interviews are great, and, uh, you know, he's really in-depth. And, um, yeah, bang-up job. And I was going to say, and the other mud show, flinging it around, of course, is uh, old Alec there at the Five for Fighting podcast. He's back in the fold, so I guess i got to write that back in my notes. i got to start adding his, adding his show into my intro. But... Um, well, he's he's on he, he he runs the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook. It's got over thirteen thousand members. If you're on Facebook, definitely check it out. But on Saturdays now, he started a live show, so where he, you we got to stare at his bison heed there for an hour, hour and a half while he drinks bushlight apple and meanders around yapping about whatever. I was going to invite Joe, but I mean by that point, you know, Joe's already had his warm cup of uh, milk and uh, is in, has been in sleep for two hours by the time Alec hits the airwaves, so, you know, that's past Joe. Once the street lights are on, you're not, you know, Joe's done, so, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a Coliseum Chronicles nightlight, and, you know, and hits the sheets. Coliseum Chronicles comforters, there you go, from the nursing home. Joe, Joe sells merch. He's got his face on everything, I'm telling you. You know, pants, shirts, hats, pens. The whole nine yards. Whatever you can think of, Joe's got his face on it. So uh, I'm sure we could... Uh, some Coliseum Chronicles comforters is next. Afghans. Throw pillows. Whatever. Whatever. Like I said, he'll put his face on it. But... Uh, no, we've got to get Joe in the uh, in the uh, in the chats on Saturday nights. J- Jay and I just sit there and just shit talk Alec the whole time. I think he's trying to be serious and talk about topics, and he's I can see his eyes looking at the screen as because it's it's got the scrolling comments on the side, and you know he's just shaking his head, just like uh, you know, trying to be serious here, and these two jackasses show up, and yeah, you know, we'll get Joe in there. Well, then maybe we'll get uh, Yuka from Finland. He can get in there too. That would be that's uh, just that's off the rails at that point. Yeah, Alex just shut the ca- camera down and call it a night. But yeah, yeah well, Bush Apple. I mean, really, come on, you know. J- Joe would be like uh, probably drinking Cosmopolitans or something. You know, this pinky out. You know, this sophisticated Long Island guys. But. It's a scout show. I mean, it's hard to, we just drink Pilsner in like Great West around here. It's hard times, you know, when you're just a lowly, you know, civil servant, you know, I'm just, I'm just, Hey, whatever's on sale. That's all I can afford these days. But, uh, definitely check out those shows. Coliseum Chronicles and the five for fighting podcast. Great guys, great back catalogs, good dudes in all seriousness. And I'm, I'm very happy. Alec is back. Uh, check out his last, his last player interview was with Rob Volterra. Tremendous interview, a lot of fun uh, to listen to. Go back. Uh, Rob is a tough dude. Played in the Western Hockey League, and played, of course, in the American League with Hershey, and then uh, 
you know, was in Flint and uh, in the East Coast and down in Rio Grande and stuff. So definitely check out his show. He's got a few funny stories about going on strike because they weren't getting paid in Flint. Check it out. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, I'm not going to say too much more. Uh, how about we just get into it with uh, with Cam Jansons and. Um, yeah, again, check out the back catalog, guys, and uh, I will be back on Sunday uh, for my Sunday rant episode. And uh, I have a few few guests lined up for the for the for the future shows here. Um, next week, I might actually be on vacation again for a couple of days, so I'm not sure what Wednesday's episode will entail, but it'll be something. I got to put something out there for the people. I can't let you guys down, but uh, I'll let you tune in. And I'll let you hit play and then let you down, but. Uh, I'll try to get, always try to give you guys content as as uh, it's tough sometimes, but I'll try to do it for you. But uh, anyway, let's get on to it with my special guest, Bam Bam, Cam Jansons. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice, special guest, three years in the OHL, ten year pro, on the line, none other than Cam Jansons. Cam, how you doing today? What's up, dude? What's going on? Hey, not too much. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And, uh, yes, a part of the uh, Five Toughest Opponents series. Um, you know, and I've, I was looking at your fight card. We're, we're covering a lot of ground here. Uh, you got a lot of guys to choose from. We'll put it that way. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> and, and, you know you know how it is, too. If you ask any dudes that have done this for a long time, it's like sometimes the guys, gives you trouble and maybe he doesn't give a lot of other guys trouble but you just you just have trouble with the dude or you had a bad experience with a guy you know so sometimes that's always like implemented and stuck into your brain that when you see him he, although he might not be as tough as some of the super heavies that he, you just get awkward with him and maybe you like ripped your shoulder out or something so there's some weird guys maybe i'll have on this list and i'm, I'm still kind of going through my head right now because there's a lot to choose from yeah, well, and like you said, and that's like the old saying, right? Like they always say, styles make fights, right? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I had to have a game plan, man. Yeah, everybody has, I couldn't do what a lot of guys could do because I wasn't as tall or, you know, some guys didn't want to do what I did because they were tall and they just, you know, like I didn't, I just had my style and it worked. Although, you know, you're still going against guys that are killers and they can break that, that stance that you have. <laughs> At times, and you just kind of learn from it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know on your on the you're also, of course, the uh, co-host of, uh, of the Cam and Strick show. And I know on uh, I was a big fan of when you guys would break down the videos of your fights of a certain fight. You would break them down. Um, just kind of going off of that, when you were in like say going in Windsor and stuff, and in the, were you a were you a video guy? Did you watch a lot of video when you were playing? When I was in Windsor, no. But once I got to the show, it was like oh five, and then all these uh, hockey fights came out, and they they post a video, yeah. And then yeah. you start seeing it. That was oh five oh six, and then YouTube was kind of getting up. But in junior, you were never able to see them unless the coach clipped it off and sent it to you. And I'd always make them do that, of course, so I could send my buddies when I got home and my parents and stuff because they didn't they weren't able to see it live. Because I'm from Eureka, Missouri, yeah, and so, and, and so, like I would just clip. I have all these fight tapes, and I bring all this shit home for the guys, and uh, and that's how I showed off, you know. Yeah, well, and like, yeah, well, we'll start it. Like, like I said, normally when I'm well, 
you know, timeline, the whole career and all that. We don't have time for that today. But I do want to start right at the beginning when you were playing for the St. Louis Sting in the North American Hockey League, Junior A, 16 years old. Um, was it, uh, at that point, when you, I mean, you had 240 minutes, so you obviously it came into the league swinging. Um, was that, uh, like, did you, were you always, like, kind of a physical player? Like, were you into the fighting right away? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I, I, like, I, can I cuss on here? We Absolutely. Good? Say whatever you want. I, well, God, I was a, dude, I'm a tough kid, man. My mom and dad are fucking tougher than dog shit. They're cool people. They're down to earth, but they're both tough. My grandfathers were tough. And I like to hit guys and, and fight. And I like to, not that I was a bad kid, like a weirdo, you know, some of these guys, like, you know, okay, let me get an example. Like, you know, who I, who I absolutely adore. I love Nick and Nate Diaz, but they're fucking Stockton, you know, like, it wasn't like that. But I had older brothers. I just loved aggressive, crazy. I always wanted to hit when I was playing soccer. Like, I wanted to check guys and stuff. So I always had that. And my mom and dad were very tough. And they're, my whole family kind of is, you know. But um, but, any, but but not in a bad way, meaning neglected. And I had to, like, dude, no, I had an awesome childhood. Oh, but my dad pumped my tires up. And he always made me feel like I was tougher than what I was. And it worked. And, you know, didn't you, didn't you just know, know how to, you put the time in, you figure it out. But anyway, but yeah, no, I love to do it. Now, when you get in, over time, it gets stressful. But I, it didn't just, I didn't have to do it. I didn't do it just because I had to. I was 5'11", man. I did it because I liked to do it. Did you, uh, like, before you got going, did you did you ever take any boxing or anything like that? I wrestled. I was an athlete, dude. I played everything. Yep. Soccer, football, cross country. I ran track, four by one, four by two, hundred yard dash, whatever. What, what, I loved all that stuff. Was I into football? Not really, because it's all structured. You're a robot in football, right? Go do this, go do that. We're hockey, you're more loosey goosey and shit. And I, I just missed practice. I played uh, competitive hockey at the time, AAA. And my coaches in football were like, "What are you doing? You're not playing hockey." They didn't understand, but I get where they're coming from because usually guys quit football because they're pussies. Really, and they yeah. can't handle it. I mean, some guys get rocked, and they're like, I can't do it. Other parents, I get that. I shouldn't be so brash on that. But on the other hand, it's kind of true. And at the time, it was certainly fucking true. And yeah. so they thought that I was just being a pussy, part of my language. But And I did it, but really I was playing hockey, and I, I had to go to hockey because it was more of a competitive level, and I knew I was better at it. And so they kicked me off the team, so I ran cross-country instead. And then the football coaches looked at me like, why are you running cross country? So this kid quit because he's lazy. She says he plays hockey, which I honestly was doing. But I'm in Eureka, Missouri, dude. No one knows anything. They didn't know the fuck hockey. You know, they didn't understand that. So then I started running cross country just to stay in shape. And then everybody kind of figured it out. And then you get drafted. And then, you know, or you move to Canada and get drafted. So they, they figured it out pretty quick. But I love all the coaches. I still live around there and friends with everybody, charity work, all that shit. Well, before we leave the the North American Hockey League, there's two names I got to ask you about that were in the league when you were there. Um, and the one guy's a bit of a character with kind of with, with quite the backstory. Uh, did you ever have a run in with Lee Jacobson? Yeah, Big Lee. He did he play for Western Michigan? Maybe big, big guy. I remember Big Lee. I, I probably fought him. I think I fought thirty times that year. Yeah, well, Big was, Lee Jacobson. Yeah, I remember yeah. that fucking name, dude. Hundred percent, man. That's a long time ago, too. you got to understand. Yeah. There's still YouTube clips of all those fights I have. Not all of them in that league. In Windsor, there's a lot. 
But I remember when you say that name, I'm like, damn right, I remember him. Big handsome looking motherfucker too, I think. <laughs> yeah, but there's another guy there, George Cantrell. Oh god, yeah, Big George, shit, yeah. <laughs> Yo, fuck yeah, I play with him, Biggie Georgie. He would be so. I I was such a young kid. He he put me in my place sometimes for sure. He always called me Rocky Balboa because I wore like a. I don't know. I just thought I was. I, I was just trying to prove myself. But I was friends with everybody. But he certainly put me put me in my place. He's a fucking East Alton boy, Illinois boy, I believe. Grand City, maybe. Yeah, old tough. school tough. Yeah. Well, like, so you're down in, like you said, you're down in Missouri. You're playing in the North American Hockey League. Um, how did you end up in the OHL with Windsor? Because I was, because I was really good in AAA. You know, I scored a lot of goals in AAA. I'd go up there and just fucking crush guys. So all the scouts up there, even though they weren't looking at our AAA Blues team, they're looking at, you know, Toronto Marlies. And I'd go out there and score four goals, but we'd lose eight to four. But I put a couple guys down, you know, with hits like big times, and I score goals. And they're like, "Who the fuck?" And then agents go to my dad, and my dad would like show off because I was kind of the guy. And Joey Vitality would get recognition, who was on our team, and Jordy Fox was trapped into. He got recognized, but we would lose to these teams because we weren't that deep. But we would fuck guys up, and we were tougher than shit, and we got attention. And I was scoring goals and doing shit, and so they just drafted me, third round. Windsor. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. I didn't even know what the OHO was. And my agent was telling me at the time, uh, the uh, your personal advisor or whatever, family advisor, not yep. agent because you're like 13, 14, whatever. But they, he's like, no, they're going to draft you and you have to move to Canada. I'm like, uh, okay. And I tell my buddies out here and they're like, what is the OHO? Because we don't know. We the fuck. I mean, there, maybe some guy, maybe one guy plays in it in St. Louis. <laughs> so we just broke barriers down, dude. And then everybody started doing it. Yeah, well, and like you said, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually realize you, uh, well, I knew you, I'll take that back. I knew you fought a lot in the OHL until I went and looked at your card. I didn't realize you had like a hundred fights in three years. And it was like, um, yeah, when, like when you got to the OHL, like you said, you weren't, you didn't really know what to expect. I mean, all of a sudden you show up and like Mick Morrow and McGratton and like Nate Kaiser and Adam Keefe and all these guys are there. Are you like, what did I get myself into? No, I was like fucking. I was getting attention. I was, I became really popular real fast. Yeah, you and did. That was part of what you you want to be a warrior. I shouldn't say warrior because those are soldiers, and soldiers are fucking bad. I love military, so I shouldn't say that. But as far as like the next level down on being a shit kicker, because the military is the baddest boys in the league, and then you got the UFC guys. But that old school hockey, those guys were bad to the fucking bone. Yeah, and you get attention by girls and by people, and my mom and dad would go up there and get swarmed by people, and I fed off of it, and it was stressful. But I would like, I'm going to be the motherfucking bad boy, and get this crowd going and take my shit off in the fucking penalty box and be like the man, and they, so it was like a, yeah, dude, no man, I loved, embraced it. I would go to hang out with fans. I would get kicked out of the game and go to the beer lounge and drink beer with the fans and shit until Mike Kelly, our GM, would come down and be like, you can't fucking do that, idiot. I'm like, okay. You know, like that shit. It was crazy. And so I fed off of it, man. Like, you were a popular dude in this town of 200,000 people where I always wanted to be cool in high school, and then all of a sudden you're the fucking man, and you're 17 years old. It was awesome. No, absolutely. He's on high school, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know. 
just to hang out. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of an afterthought at that point. Well, you're hanging out with girls. I mean, I went to three different high schools, I think, because I wanted to meet pe- I always wanted to meet people away from the rink, too. Like, I, not like business, like, you know, some guys just, no, it's wrong. I want to hang out with people. What are you doing? You fucking partying? Let's go. Show me where the girls are. Or, where, you know, come to a game. Let me take care of you. I just signs for 200 grand. Here, I'll take care of you. You know, I always have buddies everywhere I played. But not like business way, but sometimes that comes organically. But it wasn't like I just did, I want to be friends with people. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, before we get into your list here, there's just a couple names I want to. Oh, maybe they're on your list. I don't know, but I'll just throw a couple names at you that kind of came why up. Why don't you your... tell me some names? Why don't you tell me what you think? Because I mean, I can't even. Just why don't you throw me? Look at the list and throw me some cats, and I'm going to tell you where they are. On my scary. Meaning I'm fucking, oh boy, I might get caught with one and embarrass myself in front of my girlfriend or whatever list. Well, I mean, you know, the first, like just in the, just kind of looking at the OHL, I mean, the first name that would come up would be Sean McMorrow. Yeah, but dude, be, he, he had a really big reputation when I first got in there. Yeah. He's a couple of years older than me, and he was bouncing around from teams. And yeah, he's just huge, but he was really respectful, man, honestly. Like, you just know who the guy's. Like he wouldn't like he, he was crazier when he played over in the um, in the English uh, Premier League where I played too when he played for like Belfast or whoever it was or he was crazier that he didn't he never disrespect he beat me up sometimes man he never disrespected me but I was young but he had to fight me sometimes because I was crushing guys and I'd be like okay let's go and then you feel better about it because you you took on the big guy where like you know your billet family's friends were like. He throws jackhammers, Cammy. I wouldn't go home. I'm like, well, I'm going to. You know, like, I just hate when people, like, they don't, I don't know. That's just what you did. So it's kind of like, no, I, I think I'm going to be okay. And then you do it and you feel good about yourself. Like, okay, I can go big guys now. I'll go to fucking big boys now. It's all good. But he's cool as shit, man. I, I like him a lot. Well, he's got well, a podcast too, by the way. Yes, good. he does. Yeah, oh, I've had him on my show a couple times. Yeah, no, Sean's a good yeah. dude. Um, well, another guy, of course, that you would have run-ins as your career went on, of course, Big Earn, Brian McGratton out in oh, Oshawa. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love, look, he caught me a couple times, and I'm like, ooh, but I caught him sometimes too, and I always knew, even if I was hungover, because we, it always he played for Nashville or somewhere, I'm like, fuck, we, all the boys would go out. I'm like, I know I'm going to go this month. We just had our tradition, and it's going to be three minutes, and I don't give a fuck. And I might not get my grip off the bat, but I'm going to figure it the fuck out. And I'm like, give me my grip, motherfucker. Like, I, you know I'm going to go get three, so just let me just get a grip on you. Because sometimes I'd miss him because he's so big, and he'd just pump me for fucking 40 seconds. And I'm like, fuck. And then finally I get it, and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. If you really watch it, then I get my groove, and I counter him. And it just made, man, he made... He helped make my career because, you know, you're five. You're going against a guy that's that big, and he's tougher than dog fuck, tough, just old school. Like if he walks around, he's so such a sweetheart too, by the way. And he's done such a good job with everything, and he's got a good gig, and he's sober, and he's fucking tougher than all of us because of that. But he, when he walks around, if he's in a different country doing his thing, and you look at him. And you're in Italy, or you're in France, you're like, he's a fucking Viking, scary-looking motherfucker 
that probably pillaged these these lands back <laughs> in the day. Like he's just scary. Like that motherfucker was from something bad to the bone back in the day. Does that make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. You there was yeah. some blood lineage, blood hardcore blood lineage that hit him, and he's a fucking warrior. <laughs> That's how I look at it. There you go. Well, another guy I want to ask you about that you fought in the OHL a bunch of times, and the dude's still doing it. The guy's fighting in a cage nowadays and looks like a million bucks. Nate Kaiser. Oh, is he still fighting now? Yeah, he's in the he's fighting cage fighting. Yeah, he looks I great. He was just doing that because he he's, he's got he's such a specimen of a human. Oh yeah, him and his good looking wife. He's got a cute family. I follow him all on Facebook. I love Facebook so much. People think it's so nerdy. I follow all of my old school tough guys that we battle with. We always follow our stuff. It, I love it, man. It puts a smile on my face, you know, to see all these cats these, that you went to battle with, you know. Yeah. And you just following them. And he's just a cool cat, man. Always respectful. Love it. And I didn't know he was still fighting. That still kind of scares me because I kind of want him just to chill, you know. You took, I don't, I don't, you know, but I just thought he was just taking pictures with his wife and he just looked badass. So I didn't know he was still doing it. Yeah, he's uh, that. That's a tough individual, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, again, Viking. I'm sorry. Yeah. At least still Viking in, but it could be another warrior from the German tribes or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You get my drift. I do. Um, well, another guy. I don't know. Like you had a bunch of fights with him and stuff, and uh, you know he played in the minors, and then he went over. He played in the LNAH for a little while in that crazy Quebec league. Um, Chris Bain. What did he do after he with the OHL? Uh, I know he pl- he played in the lower minors, and I know he played in the Quebec League for a while. The Quebec Senior League? Yeah, like that crazy LNAH. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and he's not big either. No. Now, Bader didn't scare me. We were just both the same age. And he was a young kid that was my size that kind of could run around and hit too. And, like, we were, like, the new age kind of heavies that – I was able to hit guys consistently. On a, that was the scariest thing I did was be able to catch guys with their head down and really hurt them. You know, you hurt guys with punches and stuff like that here and there, and you're scary because you know you could always back yourself up. But I was a hitting motherfucker. But Banger didn't scare you. I caught him a couple times here and there, but he, he but he's a warrior still, man. Like he's still a tall, tough ass kid. He fought everybody. Let me give you one. Speaking of, and I keep bringing this up, very bizarre, but I don't give a shit. You got me on a. On a day my wife's off, and we're just sitting here, like, watching Sopranos, a beautiful day, walking the dogs. We're chilling, dude, so I don't give a shit. So I'm in a good mood. But I, I Trevor Gillies is bad at a bone, homie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm his name was his name was coming. Yeah. Hey, that motherfucker's bad to the bone. Like, he's, he's, uh, how do I look at it? Like, you know, you're raw bad, you know. You're not not like I have to do it because I have because I need to stay in the league. No, I'm born. My blood is bad in the bone, you know. And he's respectful, like a good dude, real good dude. Hung out with him. Always keep connected with him. Now, if I I should say Morassi, I I got to throw some of these cats in there because, but I didn't fight him. Thank God. Although we probably have a pretty good one, but he probably catches a good one. But Morassi's that old school. Like you know, he he well, he, he posts things <laughs> of his like uh, gr- grandfather and stuff. And you're like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you always tell about somebody's dad and shit. You're like, yeah, okay, I know. Like, c- you come can. by it honestly. Yeah, 
you're, you got it. There, yeah. That's where you get it. Actually, and the name I want to throw out at you, um, I know, actually, I, th- I think you actually did a video breakdown of one of your fights with him, I think. But, uh, of course, was the late Jake Gilmore. Oh, Jakey. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I did, you know, like, I only fought, he just came around in juniors and he was real tough. And then, you know, he just went through a weird time, man. And he hurt yeah. himself, I think. And he just kind of, you know, hey, everybody talks about mental uh, awareness and illness, and he had it. But yep. he'd go down the pipe with you, dude. He'd fight. He had a big head. On. <laughs> Jesus, Jake. He had a big head. It caught me sometimes. But we had some good ones, man. Yeah. He would have been some. Now, would he have played? I don't think he, his skating was there. I don't know. If you want to really break it down. Because right now I evaluate people because I have to do a radio show every fucking day. So I evaluate on how I did shit and how, I don't know. But he was tougher shit. Old school country boy. Good old fucking good old boy. Country boy up there in Canada. All you good old boys. That just probably fucking fucking dug out farm shit, dug hay, like shit kicker. You know that's where I, why there's just so many tough farm boy Canadian boys, man. You Canadian boys are tougher than dog shit. You are. We're pussies down here now. <laughs> well, see the thing, and that's what I what I always try to do with the show, right? With my show, it was more um, kind of get like the minor league guys and like the junior guys, because like I said, I think a lot of people forget. Like there were some dudes that you know they played a couple years of junior, maybe a year in the coast, and then got on with life. But they were tough as shit, right? And it's just like, and that's why I always wanted to have like those types of guys on my show, right? To kind of give them the platform and to tell their story, right? And, uh, yeah, so that's why, like, I, I really like the like the junior stuff. And, I mean, obviously, being out west, it's, I'm a WHL guy, but it's like, I like the, you know, with the, like, Chance Fitzpatrick. There's another guy I'd like to ask you about. You know, TJ Reynolds, guys like that. You want to you know a couple of old school guys that I guess are underrated as far as their toughness? Not that no one would respect them on the ice. Let me give you a guy that when you think of heavyweights in the show, I think my stupid name gets brought up more than this guy, but this guy isn't one of that. It's because I was loud sometimes, that hit guy. So then your name gets brought up more. You get a couple things that, but you know, but some of these old school, quiet, tough guys who I respect more. I was a loud, I was an entertainer. I tried to be a showman and shit, and it worked, and I loved it. But I was so respectful of everybody, and that's why people gave me respect. But these guys were the old school cats that didn't say a word. John Erskine was yep. bad, bad as fuck. Yep. That guy was bad as fuck. Just so all y'all know. Bad yep. as shit. And he could play minutes as a D-man where you have to deal with him. And he's looking at you and he's crying like, you want to do it? And he had those little shoulders on so he could just get out of that fucking jersey. And you're like, oh. Now, did he throw left? No, but he didn't need to because he threw so hard, dude. Oh, ask Colt Nor about that. Yep. He he knocked cats out. He yep. was knocking some guy silly sometimes, and he'd go toe to toe with you. Yep. So good guy, another good dude. There's uh yeah for everybody listening out there. If you go to my YouTube channel, um, check out OHL tip of the OHL. You can check out. I have two fights of John Erskine on there. One against Sean McMorrow, and another one against Kip Brennan from and then the OHL from Sudbury, and they beat the tar out of each other. You go oh. check those two fights out. Bad dudes, man. Yeah, you know who else uh, who I played with who's so funny, who I love, and just a big goofball, who's just like me, 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 the funniest motherfucker ever. Who I became like best buddies with when we played together, which we both made the team together as tough guys. And Lou Lamarillo kept us on the team when we went to the Stanley Cup Finals. 
is Eric Bolton. Yep. He is the funniest motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life. This just a good old, but when he fought, he fucking threw. Yes. From downtown. He threw from downtown, man. And just funny, and then afterwards, act like you sat in the locker like, like this a fucking goofball. But when he went, yeah, he'd go down the pipe. Sorry, my wife's uh, showing my little puppy dogs. Hi, doggies. Hi. Down in my little studio. I'm in the middle of Missouri right now, homie. And it's beautiful out. I live on a golf course, man. Kate and I, we had this cool house we bought. We love it, dude. We I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen the pictures. It looks outstanding. Yes. We just chill out here, man. And it's not that expensive. And, but we are a fancy lad. I'm not really a fancy lad, but I'm kind of forced to be now, but I don't really care. <laughs> there you go. Um, hey, actually, one guy I want to ask you about before we kind of move on to uh, your pro career, but I just actually had him on my show. He was a great guest, good dude. Uh, and I know you, you fought him, uh, Colt King. Oh, man, he was. He, I don't know why he didn't play, man. Why didn't he make anything? He was a big kid. I know he was maybe a little heavy, or somebody could have really just got disciplined and, like, he. But why didn't he play? He had good hands. He was a power four. He was tougher than fuck. He had good hair. Big, big fuck boy, you know. What? What? Why didn't he play? You think? Why? Well, the I was in the East Coast in the Central, and then he had the the one year over in Sheffield there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Murdered guys, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. He had a, when I played over there, they had like a ceremony for him. I think. <laughs> Yeah, he was, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I, when I was kind of asking him, I, I was talking to a friend after, I said, I don't know, maybe he got caught in between, maybe he's like one of those tweeners, like, he didn't score enough and he didn't fight enough to maybe advance the, like, he should have maybe, I said, I, cause I asked him in the interview, I said, if you had gone more to the enforcer role, cause he was drafted in the fourth round by Colorado, I said, if you had gone more to the enforcer role, do you think maybe, maybe not so much in NHL time, but more American League time at least, or whatever, and. And he kind of, and, and he probably he agreed with it a little bit, but he just he just wasn't into it, just didn't like fighting that much, I guess, you know. Yeah, like, but then he goes over to Sheffield he, or wherever he went. I think it's Sheffield and these crushing guys. That's a tough ass league over there. But I don't know, I, I don't know because I, I look at that kind of stuff and and he had, he kind of had it all. I just I don't know, you know, he's still, yeah. he's got to take it out. Well, right place. No, he was, but right place, right time, right. Like you gotta someone the right person's gotta like you, or if they don't like you, you that's gotta force it, right? the issue on that. You gotta yeah. force the issue. You gotta yeah. say, no, look at me, look at me, look at me, watch the look at me. I'm gonna do any here, look at what I do. Or else you can't just say, I'm just gonna go out there and see what I do. But not to say I he did that, but fuck, I just I get weirded out. And I interview motherfuckers all the time. And I'm like, why didn't you, what happened? Why couldn't you figure it out? Like, would you, were you doing, were you just not into it? We, you know, so I get these answers from guys and he's kind of a, one of those guys that I'm just like curious about, you know? Yeah. Well, and he kind of said that, right? Like he went to the camps in Colorado and just, you know, just kind of, I don't know, just didn't, uh, I don't just didn't stick out. Right. Didn't make enough, like you said, didn't make enough noise and was just sort of happy to be there. And, you know, if I play good, they'll know to, you know, kind of thing. And maybe a little naive and, uh, you know, that's what happens. But, but yeah, yeah. good talent, great talent and tough dude, man. Like, yeah, like you said, he could fucking put it down if he had to. I know. I know. Interesting. <clears throat> a lot of guys like that. It's not just him. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
kind of going, and then I laugh because then I look at you, your first year in Albany, you had 40 tilts, and I'm just kind of going through that list. And one of the guys, again, another guy I've had on my show who's interested to talk to you, you fought him a couple times your rookie year, Mike Brown. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. But, but he, he signed a big contract, didn't he? He's a first round pick. He, he got traded for Burry. That's who they trade. Vancouver traded Powell Burry for him. Follow him on, on, on Twitter. He, he's, he's pretty goddamn funny on that. But he, um, yeah, another guy that had it, you know. Yeah. You're bringing these guys up. I don't remember what I did when I fought him, to be honest with you. I don't know where he was, but he bounced around. But he was a first-round pick. I remember he signed. That was when you could sign <clears throat> for a lot of big signing bonus. And I just remember him just not motherfucking figuring it out. Like, I'm like, he's 6'4", he could fight. I just think that he kind of gets got caught up in complacency. And you just, you didn't, we didn't want to be a killer. Like, meaning like, killer every ship. Like, let's go. What are we doing? Just like, I'm just going to go, boop, dude, if I have to do it, I have to do it. Da, 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 da. I know I sound goofy when I say that, but this is how I evaluate guys. Again, I do this every damn day. This shit. So I, I look at him and I don't know enough about his career, but I just know enough that he could have done something and he just didn't figure it out. But he's probably a really good dude. Um, but yeah, man. I don't remember fighting him. Nope. Well, one guy I'm pretty sure you would remember. There's a lot, dude. I, I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know disrespect. I just don't remember. Was it good? Did I do? I don't know. I don't remember that one. Yeah, no, that's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, we have this many. I mean, yeah, it's going to run together. I mean, but well, this guy I'm pretty sure you'll remember because this guy's a minor league legend. Uh, Dennis the Menace Bonvi. Oh, God. Jesus. Now, our fight was nothing. And he's such a cool cat, and he's made some good dude. He's working for Blackhawks and this, that, and the other. Yep. He might have put some lbs on, and I, maybe I chirped him a little for that. But awesome guy. <laughs> I want him on my pod too, by the way. But he grinded it. He's not that big, and he just fucking did it. And he's a again. He's one of those guys that just you know you have it in your blood that you're tough. It's not like a fake thing, or you just have to do it. He's just tougher than shit. <laughs> and he's oh, yeah. cool, man. And he just was a grind in the mind. He's a minor league legend, dude. And that's, yeah. I fought him more. It just was a pussy fight. We both fell, I think. But I respect the shit out of that guy, 100%. Yeah, no, he was, and you know, for his size, just to do it or as long as he did it. And you look at his fight card, and it's just like ridiculous for that many years. And just like, like, well, a guy, a guy I know did a fight, fight DVD set for him. Fuck, it's six DVDs. That's yeah, all, you know, it's just like, and, and you watch it, and it's like, pretty well every fight's like entertaining. Like, he ain't in there wrestling. He's going, you know. No, it's he's just, he'll go for a long time, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, another guy I got to ask you about, and I mean, this would have been interesting. I'd like to see how you would, as you would approach this, but Steve McIntyre, fighting oh, that Jesus. guy. Jesus Christ. Like, need a ladder. Like, uh, he just was scary. He was one of the scariest of all time. He's up there in my... He's in my... I mean, you know, even if I... I look at sometimes I'm going to implement guys in different eras, and I know it's cool, corn. I don't give a shit. Sometimes you got to be creative. And if I put Stevie Mac at six foot six, big old fucking farm boy... Cow- oh god he's a fucking cowboy too by the way like he needs to be on a fucking TV show scary motherfucker throws knockout punches from down the pipe doesn't care about eating it and if I implemented him 
into the 90s against Proby, and even Dave Brown in the late 80s or whatever you want to do. Brownie's going to throw left heat, but McIntyre could string him out and go, he's a top, he's in the top tier of shit-kicking motherfuckers. That's all I got to say. Scary, down-the-pipe, hardcore, both hands, knock you out. There's only a couple guys at him, and if you want to guess them, let me know. And one's my good buddy, and one's not with us. Wow! Wow! A couple SAS boys too, small blades guys. You know, McIntyre's from Saskatchewan. Well, the other guy, oh. I'm sure. You're, uh, the other guy, I'm sure you're talking about, of course, is from Saskatchewan. Is the late Wade Belak? Wade fucking, yeah, absolutely, Wade Belak. Actually, yep. there's two. Now that I think about it, there's two more, and they're from the same area, I believe. Now, Wade Belak is such a sweetheart of a guy. I had some awesome. He made my career after I uh, hit Cabriolet and stuff, yep. and it was crazy. And I, everybody hated me, and I went and I fought him for a long time. And, and everyone wanted to knock me out, and I kind of was standing at the end. And we just, like, we're dying. Like, it was just a good one. And it was just a, it was just good, man. And, and he helped me, and we fought a bunch after that. But guess the other two. Um, you know what? Let me say something. I love Wade. Be like, I'm not putting him in this category, to be honest. You're wrong on that. No? Wade, oh. I, Wade's there, but he's not in my like killer, killer category. So I want you to guess who the next two cats are. They might be from the same area. Although one is for sure, I think. Uh, Colt Moore? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of up there. But he, he's Winnipeg boy. But keep going. This old school guys. One's oh, old. like, you, did you fight these guys? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm talking, okay, sorry. I, I, I'm confusing. But when I said... If I put McIntyre back in the day, and you're killing guys, and we put Dave Browns in the killer, or you have Proby, of course, Mac. But there's another guy in that era. There's a couple guys. Who do you think they are that I think would be the tough killer, like the top tier, if you're in some sort of pyramid uh, ranking system? Well, I would think Twist. Yeah, yep, yeah, there he is. It's my boy. Yeah. Twist, 100%. And yeah. he's a sassy right? Yes, another Saskatoon Blade, man. Yeah, him and Kelly Chase, they play. How about that? Kelly Chase and Tony Twist Kev- and Kevin Kaminsky on the same team. I know. No, I know. How's well, that? I hear about it. I was going to say, I'm sure they tell you about it all the time, yeah. They talk about it, and Twister's my boy, Chase's my boy. I don't know uh, Killer Kaminsky, <laughs> but okay, so I got two more that I'm going to throw on my all-time. McIntyre, Proby, Dave Brown. Another one that that's one of the main ones of the new era is Derek Bougard. Oh, yeah. Boogie, yeah. He's in the top tier category with Brownie, with Twister, with Proby. But there's probably a couple more. And I, I'd say, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but you've got your. This is my time now. You're on my time on a Tuesday with my girl up. There's two more guys that I think could be in that top tier list. Who are your two guys, you think? La, La Rock and Brashear. Yeah, LaRock, yep. Yeah, I'd say LaRock. You know, I, I'm going to throw in... I'm going to throw in two guys. I'm going to throw in Chris Simon. Yeah. He just... He pumped guys, man. He beat up yep. Dave Brown. He beat up Donny. Got that left heat down the pipe. So I look at him as a tough guy, to be honest with you. I know yep. I'm getting deep, but he, I'd have trouble with him, man. I'm not going to I'd have big time trouble with him. I'd get knocked out, to be honest with you. 
who was like in all your fights and stuff? Who was the one guy that like just like just hit and you're just like this sucks? Like who's the hardest yeah. you ever got hit by? I, I was pretty. I never got knocked out in a fight, man. I know that's why. I was kind of. I was going through all your videos, and I didn't see you get dropped. So that's why I, I was kind of asking. Stupidville, you know. I got knocked into Stupidville. Hey, um, you know, Trevor Dillard's a hard deal. All right, because he just kind of threw. He was a lefty, and he was so fuck strong, and I was really strong to my side. But he was my strength with twenty five pounds added, you know, with about two inches, three inches taller. And he just knew how to swing, but I'd just stay in there with him. If I could, I'd just, I don't, ah. And, you know, he just knew, uh, he just respected, man. He respects me, and I respect him so much. I love that guy. But he was hard to deal with for me. Colton Hall was kind of tough, too, man. Fuck. He'd knock you out, catch you. He had long arms, and he knew how to, like, stretch his body out to really go down the pipe on you. So he was, he was hard, man. He caught me, he caught me one time when I fell down in the back of my head. And I think I puked driving home with a bunch of girls around me that night, which is not cool. But then we partied and it was fine. But that was gross. <laughs> well, just kind of like I said, go with, another guy I want to ask you about, though, and, and he and he really goes under the radar because he didn't get a lot of NHL time, and he was in the American League, though. And he was in absolute wars and stuff. And I think a lot of pe- he's very underappreciated by a lot of people. Joel Recklish. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I say him and uh, who are those two cats that played for Bridgeport and his brothers or brothers? Uh, Gal- the Gallants. Uh, Brett Gallant. The Gallants, man. Yeah. Brett and Alex. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can go down, we can go down a, a, a hold them. I don't got enough time for all this. But I know. <laughs> those guys are tougher than shit. They were old school, in your face, you know, again, warrior category. You could just type those guys into any any era and they'd be just fine they'd be just fine you know they, they they would just they would trade they would do whatever they needed to do well that's they interesting were, that's interesting you brought that up because i know you've been around you on twitter if we follow each other on twitter i know you voted on my tur- on my twitter tournaments on the bob probert invitational Holy. i know you're in there the minor league one's coming up, up here chaser, though. i'll beat fucking chasers that who's he kidding i got him by t- 10 pounds 15 pounds I certainly will smack his ass around now. He's a good buddy of mine, so I could chirp a little bit. But back in the day, we beat the shit out of each other. I'm surprised I beat McCarty because he'd throw down the pipe, but I wouldn't be too scared of Darren. He, he's a good guy, by the way. They're all good guys. Who am I kidding? I'm a pussy now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, I love it. What it's so funny. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, and like you were saying, like you plug a guy in, like the Glance wouldn't have any problems in other er- in eras and stuff. And of course, as us fight fans, we're all sitting there talking amongst each other. And one of the course now is very polarizing, of course, with the big trade and everything. But amongst fight fans, of course, is Ryan Reeves. His name came comes up, and he's sort of known. Whatever it can be debated, but people will say he's the toughest guy in the league now. Okay, say he is. You can argue it, but whatever. I'm still. I might still lean Lucic, but okay, we can say Reeves. But but a lot of people will also shit that say he's the product of his environment and that he isn't that t- like put it to like I'm not shit on the guy but I'm asking your opinion if you no, put Reeves, Reeves back when you were playing in the '90s or in the '80s how do you think Ryan Reeves would do? He'd be uh, he'd be a killer dude. He because he could hit too. So his toughness is not just his fighting; it's his hitting. He will knock you out with a hit. 
and he gets around good. He'd be good in any era, anytime, anywhere. He's a good dude too, man. I'm telling you. I, he just says he's loud. He pisses people off here and there when he kind of gets cocky. And I kind of chirp him a little bit on my podcast. But he's a good cat. And he's going to go to fucking New York. And then New York's playing fucking Washington. First game of the fucking season. And why is that? Why do you think that is? And it's going to get more fucking hits than anything else. And everybody's like, oh, huh? they don't, like, we don't need this. Oh, yeah, well, here you go. Watch this fucking game. It's going to be a shit show. And it's going to get a, a millions of... It'll be huge. So that's why you do shit, and he's entertaining us. <clears throat> no, but absolutely. Reber called him to do something; he'd do it. Like he's cool, like that. Well, and then, well, and then, of course, on the opposite side of that, of course, and I know he's been on your show and stuff. Is Tom Wilson again? Another good. How Another how do you think he would have fared in the nineties and stuff? Yeah, he'd just be a big. He'd just be a big power forward that scored a bunch of goals. That was like Brendan Shanahan. The hit guy's weird, like Claude Lemieux. The hit guy's weird or something. They could probably defend himself better than Claude. Yeah. You know, and be awesome and make good money and probably be a top five paid on team. Yep. Or well, he wouldn't be. Well, well I won't. would. But with Proby, I mean, shit, I looked at a list today where Rick Tockett had 109 points in 92. Mark McSorley had 15 fucking goals one year with 399 minutes in penalties. Yep. Bobby Prober had 21 uh, points and 88 playoffs with the fucking Red Wings. They didn't win the Cup. And that's a record. And then somebody else, something like, what the fuck? Those guys would have been paid these days. Oh. A million yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Can't even imagine. Yeah. What, 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 if, what, if you, you, you had Braden Point style points as Bob Prober, you had 15 goals as a defenseman. With 400 minutes of penalties, you're getting paid. 15 goals? Who does that? Oh, could you imagine what Neely and Tockett would have been making? Oh, my God. I mean, even Neely's a power forward and he's a superstar. He's getting paid. But my point is, like, the tough guys, yeah. if you did that comparison to now, you'd be, he'd be just fucking loaded. Well, you'd look at Luchik, what he's making right now, and he had not handle the numbers. Yep. So well, anyway, I go down both, dude. It is what it is. Oh, I know. Well, one of these days, like I said, we have more free time. I'd love to sit there. I mean, we I could do this all night. But hey, but, but I can't. Well, I can't let you go. I have to ask this before you go because I have a lot of listeners in the UK, and you were they loved you over there. How was your time in the UK? And one of the guys that you had a big rivalry with again, I had on my show recently, Zach Fitzgerald. Oh, Lordy, Zachy boy. Oh, good dude. Oh, Lord. I had such a lovely, I love that fucking country. Great Britain, I love, not just in England, in Nottingham, they treated us so sweet. No one, I never had a weird moment with fans. They were the coolest. I partied with them, and they fucking know it. I got, you know, anytime they wanted me to do something, Kate and I, they treated Kate like she was a princess. I'd go to Scotland, and they would chirp me so bad off of that, and then I became buddies with the the. The fans there would wait, and I talked to all of them after they beat me so hard, and they did the research. They were so witty and funny, and I just, I just loved them. And we came all buddies. And they send me shit, and then in, in Belfast too, same damn thing. After a while, they, I, I, you're playing them every goddamn day. So the fans, I became. I remember I stuck my stick out one time, and this poor girl 
got hit with a puck and I deflected it and it hit her right in her forehead and she didn't even move in Scotland in Fife or something badass chick. She's just a fucking warrior shit kicker where her fucking grandfather would probably like, you know, shit kickers like we've talked about up in the Highlands or who whatever. And I whenever I gave her a big hug, I go and then I, I sent her something or whatever the case was and we took pictures and I don't know. And you just be, and then everybody else sees that and they all love you, even though you're you're crushing their team or whatever, because our team was so damn good, we don't think we lost much. And I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I love it out there, dude. I, I loved it. I, I, and my teammates were so awesome, and we won. And it just was cool, man. Really were, you, were you surprised? Like, at the like how, how was the skill level? Did it surprise you at all when you were there? They're all, everybody was good, dude. Yeah. It was so intense. It was so fucking intense. It was emotional because there's pride. Everybody had pride. Yeah, it wasn't like a fuck off bullshit. Not not on our fucking team. No, we didn't play. I didn't play that game. And no, our leaders gave a club. We know. No, we're here. Although we're not making that much money, it doesn't matter. But we're this is pride. Yeah, these fans are are here for us. No, no, no. We played for them. And if you didn't get that drift, you you didn't play. But every everybody on that team, dude, they went above and beyond because we had cool leaders and shit. Yeah, no, no, no. We we did it, dude. I'm telling you, it was cool. Did you were did you have any? Th- was it one and done, or did you have any thoughts about going back? Well, they re-signed me for a couple of years. Yeah, and I just got I got radio job back home, dude. I had to take. Yeah, yeah. I just started my second career, and I kind of I pissed them off a little bit up there, but I just had to. It's, it's business. I signed it, and I was about to go to training camp, and then all of a sudden, radio station was like, "Ah, uh, camp." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I got to do this." So. Well, it worked go. out, man. Yeah, it did. Now, it, look, once everything gets normal, I'll go back over there and say hey to everybody. Kate and I will go make our rounds. And, you know, Kate's like fucking the queen over there, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. They don't give a shit about me. They're about her. <laughs> You're just the driver. Yeah, I'm just that guy. They, 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 they you know, she was carted around by everybody. They loved her. Well, that's excellent. Well, thanks, man. Like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know it was on short notice, and uh, but one of these times, hey, I hopefully will you come back and do a full length episode where we could talk about your entire career. Yeah, man. Let me know, buddy. Let me know. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was Cam Jansons, everybody. Cam, thank you very much. Have a good night, man. I appreciate it. See you, buddy. Later. See ya. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?